Welcome to the family with Doug Sprinthal, Alex Bernard Rasmussen, JB, co-host Kath. The, oh, JB, uh, what yep. are you doing in there today? Surprise. Surprise. <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know the order. Yep. Okay, wow. Tom, you can just get over it. <laughs> <laughs> Is that everybody? Andy Bernard. Melissa Bernard. And we'll be right back with the family. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw and Bryant. So what's the latest? The well, latest is we're representing people who are injured through no fault of their own. Uh, people come to us, we talk to them about what their rights are. We talk to them about things that, you know, adjusters would call them up and ask them about. And we represent people in order to get them justice for the injured. And have been for a long time. Very, very successful. No question. I, I, you know, I do meet a lot of your clients. They come up to me on the street and whatever, and they talk about this, that, or the other thing. And they both say... Why do you guys hang out with Doug Sprinthal? <laughs> and I just had no answer. For <laughs> he just looks away, you big baby. In any case, that's the whole deal. So people, they got any problem whatsoever, personal injury or other legal problems, whatever, they just reach out to Brad, Sean, Bryant. Yeah, Joe and I have both been president of the trial lawyers for the state. So we talk to people about all sorts of issues. The consultation is always free, and that's what we do. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean, Bryant. Is Dougie going to do a live? Yeah, I was just waiting for the dynamic lead-in from um, the, the most famous radio personality in Golden Valley. Okay. Not anymore. Okay, you ready? Yep. Here comes Hammerhead. There, is that what you wanted to hear? Oh, my God. Where did that come from? Anyway. <laughs> where, did that, where did that come from? We've been talking about this for a while. Uh, Walzer, last October... Uh, basically replaced warranty for life with Walzer Care. It's on all new cars and probably 80% of the used cars we sell. It's a 10-year, 150,000-mile powertrain warranty. In addition to covering, it's like major medical coverage, but you also get roadside assistance, which is towing. If you get a flat tire, run out of gas, lock your keys in your car. And it is absolutely free. So check out walzer.com for all the cars that qualify and all the super groovy details. Did you say super groovy? I did. It's better than it hammerhead. Super groovy. Here, let me turn my ringer way up. It wasn't loud enough during the commercial. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, could you turn it way up so we can all hear it? Walzer Automotive Group, Walzer.com. We're rocking out, man. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Um, it's going to be the last show before Key West. What do you oh, think of yeah. that action? Key West coming up. So uh, we're ready to go. We're all happy about it. Everything is good. Should be a great time. And But, you know, of course, Doug is abandoning us. Well, I'm going Typical. to Mexico with my wife. Unlike you, I just can't take constant vacations. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> or get blocked from the air. That's right. Know, something like that. I gotta One tell I gotta yeah, tell you something, Tom. I'm glad that I'm not you. I gotta tell you a quick funny story. So Oh well that's uh, nice to hear. Well, and I'll tell you why, because since the Star Trib and, and Cumulus did the press release about your contract extension, I started mm -hmm. reading some of the comments and it's like, oh my god, you people are just morons. So there's a Facebook page called the unofficial yep. KQ Morning Show page. There's also it's one for the for yeah. It's been around for a long time, and I think Laura made me an admin a while yep. ago. So I'm an admin, and I, and I honestly post on there very, very rarely. But mm -hmm. the comments are firing up, and I did my new one. I said I stopped listening 50 years ago after he took a shot at Joyce Lamont, and a friend of mine replied, <laughs> "Don't be messing with Joyce." And somebody else said, "You mean Jurgen Nash?" And then this guy Jergen says, Nash, baby. This, then this guy says, why would you not listen yet follow it? Hashtag full of shit. And I'm like, oh, my God. You have no sense of humor whatsoever. Well, I no, mean, no. the KQ oh, Morning no. Show hasn't been around for 50 years. That I know. should be the first tip-off. Yeah, there's more than a few yeah. hints in there that it was supposed to be funny. And, and you know, the 50 people that commented with smile and laugh emojis might have tipped them. But I'm full of shit because I stopped listening 50 years yep. ago. <laughs> Oh I, th God. I think people just read anything on social media just partially enraged in the first place. Yeah. They're just looking at yeah. something yep. to make a negative comment. That's just what they want to do. Tom, you said something on the morning show that, that I assume that it's true, and it was kind of made me think about it differently, that somebody told you that 90% of the negative comments on 
social media, particularly Facebook, come from 10% of the posters or something like that. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that was an um, article from yep. CNN. It was like 97% of all political comments come from 10% of Twitter users. Wow. Yep. I know, it's ridiculous. <laughs> I believe it. You want to hear something else I heard during the show today? I won't say which publication, but you know what I'm saying. <clears throat> Get a call from this guy who says, hey, I got your phone number from a friend. I hope you don't mind me calling. I said, no problem. What's up? This is during the show. He said, I, I just got to tell you, um, I work at this publication, and I'm a big fan of the show, and I love listening to it, and I've been watching it for quite some time. I do want you to know something, Tom. And I said, yeah, what's that? And he goes, about 10% of the positive comments about you get pr- printed. The other 90%, they just throw away. Delete, was delete, this, that, delete. Was this the Apple Valley town tattler by any chance? Yes, I'm sure I it was the it Apple was. Valley town. Can you believe that, that they can't even let people comment normally? Uh, apparently, a lot of other radio stations and other publications were give, sending in their comments. Uh, which are all negative, of course, because I'm a direct competitor of the TV stations, the radio stations, and the newspapers, right? So, but my favorite thing is they just see co- positive comments about KQ and they just throw them away. They put, a, they said they print about ten percent of them. That's about it. I totally believe it. It's unbelievable. Yeah. So, well, that's why people don't read newspapers and publications anymore because they don't tell the truth anymore anyway. So what's the difference? Well, there are entire marketing companies devoted to trashing other people. Yeah, that's exactly. what they do. That's what they do yeah. now, which is really unbelievable. But I said it. You know, it didn't surprise me. There were a couple of nice. I although I did get a good laugh out of uh, one of them, and I'm hoping it was. I, I'm assuming it was from another, either radio or TV person, but they said Barnard, bigot. And racist, now a radio diva. <laughs> That's pretty funny, actually. <laughs> That's really funny, I thought. Actually, that, See, was, now that was clever. Actually, that was me. Probably was you. Mm-hmm. Was it you? No. <laughs> well, no, I just thought it was funny, man. I, I thought I don't it was sus- really, really funny. I've taken one shot at you this week, and you're mad at me. <laughs> I'm not mad. I'm mad at you? Mm-hmm. Who told you I'm mad at you? I'm not mad at you. I know. I'm just kidding. But I did take a oh, shot I was at you. Say. Why would you say? Well, I texted it to you. I can't. I have to look it up. <laughs> I'll look it up. See what kind of a pain in the ass. It wasn't it, it typical. Was, it wasn't today. So I'll look it up. I just got a. I got a nice comment <laughs> from Scott Jamison just now, congratulating me on my contract. That was very nice of him. I appreciate it immensely. But. Uh, <laughs> I got some bad news though. Is I just uh, I only I delete about ninety percent of the nice text that I get. So forget. <laughs> yeah, why would you want that? I think it's so hilarious that they have to change the story. They don't care how much they lie and cheat and backstab people. They don't care as long as they win. The tide's got to turn, don't you think? God, I hope. I, so. I think we're in such just such a judgmental, negative state oh. of. The world right now, it just it has to turn. People just can't live I don't this know. angry. But I I did find the because uh, I sent it to you in a talking text line. It says because uh, oh Mi- you did okay. yeah Michelle said that you were um, an American treasure and I wrote Tom an American treasure one man's trash is another man's treasure. Oh, so you went <laughs> old neighborhood on me? <laughs> yes, I did. Yeah, you ain't nothing but trash, man. <laughs> yeah, I've I've heard that once or twice in my life. Don't get me wrong. But you yeah, are I, a treasure. Look, it's a situation where... And by the way, Michael Bryant was so damn nice uh, because of what I said in the in the Star Tribune article uh, about the fact that I'm, I am, after all this time... Cause, and I do talk, Doug, you know that I talk about how you and Michael have kind of changed my view on a number of things after getting to know you guys and talking to you and becoming good friends. Left-wing brainwashing is what you mean. (laughs) Yeah, left-wing brainwashing. That's exactly what I'm talking about. Persistence reduces resistance. I'm sorry, go ahead, Tom. No, it was all about the fact that I said, you know, I've gone through very happy times. I've been pissed off. You know, people going after me for no reason. Like I said, that whole bigot racist thing got really old. But who cares? Doesn't mean anything anymore. Everybody now is a racist anyway, aren't they? Everybody gets nailed for that. So, but but you think maybe you, it's your fault? I was going to say you think you took a lot of heat back then. Who? Oh, I know. No, I know. 
I took but, tons uh, of heat for water carrying heat. Yeah, I bet, man. Mm-hmm. I haven't thought about water that. carrying <laughs> heat. Well, you know what I mean. Yeah. Why are you toting water? You know, that's mm, what yeah. how Denny Green would put it. Yeah. Why are you toting water yeah. for the for the for the white man? Oh God. It's like, Speaking oh, of God. everyone getting called racist, did you see the uh, what happened with what's Barnes and Noble? I couldn't even remember the name. No. Um, they decided to put out a new series of book covers for classic books featuring people of color. So it's like Moby Dick, except Ishmael is black, that kind of thing. Yeah, people I think he weren't, was, actually, wasn't People he? weren't... Uh, that was... Um, <laughs> the, oh, was Queequeg. It? Queequeg. Yep, sorry. Queequeg was, I don't know, North African or something. But, yeah, people weren't too happy about that because apparently they weren't publishing black authors they were just turning white authors black good thing they didn't paint the whale black that would have been really weird (laughs) yeah the The rare black black whale whale. (laughs) you never see those anywhere (laughs) you don't see that kind of action i'm just telling you well the crazy thinking just goes on and on and on an example um PETA now issued a statement saying you you should no longer call your pet, your pet, because it's offensive. Oh, cut it out. That's, a, that's an Onion article, isn't Peter. it? Oh, I mean, no, it's not. That's true. Oh, no, it's not. That's true. There's, the pets there's right there a, their name. There's a game show for you for the morning show. True or Onion article. <laughs> yeah, that would real. be a tough one to <laughs> win. Be, yeah. We used to do that. Endless amounts of <laughs> yeah. yeah, we used to do that, as a matter of fact. True on. or Onion. They say yeah. it's true. Media. a companion, not a pet. Yes, you call them a companion, not a pet, because it's offensive to call them pets. Who's offended? Who who, who is offended? You can call Jude a pet all day. He's like, yeah, as long as you feed me, I don't give a rat's ass what you call him. Yeah, you could call him dipshit, and he'd be happy. (laughs) He doesn't care. Honestly, he does not care. He's happy. (laughs) It is. He's a happy dog. It's like, yeah, whatever. We call Daisy names all day. (laughs) Yes, we do. Yeah. You're so abusive. (laughs) She doesn't know if you say it in a cute voice. She has no idea what the difference is. (laughs) Are you so stupid? Andy, do you have the little little slogans in front of you, Andy, that that they change the the slogans? Slogans? Oh, they got these little sayings and slogans and stuff about, instead of saying this, you should say this. Oh, like... Change bring home the bacon to bring home the bagels? Bring home the bagels, yes. The one on the very top. What's the one on the very top? Before I die, Andy and Alex have to stop saying bagel. Yeah, bagel. Hey, Melissa says it too, so. Bagel. It's a Canadian thing. It's bagel. It's a Minnesota thing. Canadians pronounce it bagel. Bagel. That's how it's spelled. It is not bagel. If you want to pronounce bagel. Spell it B A E G L E. B A E. I always, I was, I was told by a Texan that, and this is what made me change it because he made a good point: is you don't, you don't beg something like you're not going to the store and begging for your groceries. Like, like when beg? you say beg, yeah. it yeah. sounds like you're bag. begging. Well, I mean, that's kind of... So, get a bag. So he was like, you have to go get a bag. Arguably, that's, that's missing the point, correct. because bagel is Yiddish. But still, yes, spell it, it is. Spell it the every Yiddish Jew way, I know says it. bagel. Well, of course. <laughs> that's because of how it's pronounced. That is how it's, that's te- <laughs> exactly. it is how it's pronounced, but it's a, it's a protest against bad spelling. Uh, taking a moral stance against bad spelling. I just pronounce it uh, bread donut. Yeah. That's what I call it. Mm. Uh, give me another bread donut, will you? Let's see. Uh, so yeah, we, I don't know. Let's see. I want to. Yeah, what are some of the things you're not supposed to say? I've got the article. Let's see, but it's of course it's Fox News, so it goes on and on without actually telling you what you're supposed oh, to say. Oh God! Here we go. Animal friendly idioms per PETA, which I mean they haven't Should had PETA. Mm. Should be peta <laughs> anyway, like feta. Oh man, that's just offensive. Just broke out go. your own medicine. Let's see. Harmful. Cry over spilled milk. Helpful. Cry over burnt toast. Uh, what? Harmful. Wait a minute. So what? wheat doesn't Say have that feelings. Again. Nope. Wheat. Well, <laughs> what? Because milk is bad. Because vegan. That's. Oh, oh, milk is bad because vegan. Oh, uh, harmful, packed in like sardines. Helpful, packed in like pickles. pickles harmful on a wild goose are... chase. Helpful, out chasing rainbows. That one's kind of a stretch. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, harmful eat crow, helpful eat humble pie. Harmful oh, ants in your pants, because ants care what you have to say. Harmful <laughs> yeah. or helpful pepper in your pants. I guess that's not good. <laughs> I just put pepper in my pants as you were saying that. It was unbelievable. What a coincidence. He did that to get rid of the ants. <laughs> exactly. Walk on eggshells becomes walk on broken glass. Kill two birds oh. with one stone becomes feed two birds with one scone. Oh, my gosh. Oh, oh. Can you stop? Oh, my God. <laughs> it goes on. So oh Seriously, God. I just want to punch these people that sit around I'm doing this stuff. I'm moving to Alabama and buying a pickup truck and a quart of whiskey. I can't handle this oh anymore. My God. I couldn't agree it's more. It's out about, of control. I'm about to say something that's going to get me run out of studio and, right and out of town. You, you call me a honky? No. <laughs> okay. You people have way too much time in your hands. Well, that's true. That's a fact. Yeah. What do you that's mean, you people, JB? <laughs> yeah. What do you? Well, I'll say this: the person who uh, reported—I don't know if she was actually the PETA person, but the one in the Fox News article was a middle-aged white woman named Jenny White. So, <laughs> Jenny White. Jenny. Oh my God. But isn't Just a most, typical white person. But isn't most people with last name White black, and most people—I was going to say—most yes. people with the last name Black. White. Or white. That's yeah, right. It's That's true. true. And remember what I, Larry David said? You're black, and your last name is black. My name should be Larry Jew. <laughs> <laughs> I used to actually send PETA money. Oh, my God. Get out A of my zillion studio. years ago, back when I, they were, like, you know, against animal abuse. And, yes, exactly. Uh, you know, and, all that. I was, I'm, I'm all for that. I don't like animals being abused, even if they're used yep. in the food chain. Yeah. But when they went absolutely crazy politically, I was like, bye bye. I'm out. Well, it's like you always yeah, well. you hear about this kind of thing, you know, changing let the cat out of the bag to spill the beans. <sighs> but you never hear about them like busting up a dog fighting ring or, right. you know. You know, no, no, they don't do that. Going You're investigative right. reporting on a puppy mill, that kind of thing. You never, they yep. might do it, but you don't hear about it. But yeah, you do hear about this dumb they should crap be doing. that they do. If they yeah. stop yeah, doing if you the want to do some crap, real work. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But yeah. that's hard. And it's easier just to make little cutesy memes telling people not to say beat a dead horse. But exactly, instead, just say, sit there and be judgmental. Okay, I have a new slogan, and we're going to go with this. <clears throat> right now, we have to feed two kids with one spot break. We'll be right back. With the <laughs> oh, my wow, gosh. Nicely done. That was good. Tom Bernard with my buddy and CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski. Tell me, Michael, we've been talking about North American Banking Company for a few years now. One thing we've discussed is that the bank is locally owned and operated. Well, how does that benefit your customer? Tommy, projects and opportunities for expansion come up quickly for business owners. A locally owned and managed bank like North American Banking Company means decisions can be made just as quickly. We know Minnesota. We live in the communities we serve. So we have experience and firsthand knowledge for what's happening in your life where you live. That means decisions are made here. We don't ship them off or pass the buck someplace out of state. Finally, getting our customers quick answers allows them to take decisive action, and that's how business gets done. Man, Michael, you're getting good at this. Practice makes perfect. Uh, perfect? <laughs> Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, an equal housing lender. 2020 never looks so good. Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Cataract. With 2020 upon us, it's time to ditch the contacts and pitch the glasses. Take it from me. It's one of the best things you can do for yourself in the new year. I've never looked back from having LASIK myself. And with Dr. Whiting's unsurpassed experience, you can trust you're amongst the best in the business. Call 855-554-2020 or visit whitingclinic.com online to schedule your free LASIK consultation. The great people at Whiting Clinic will take fantastic care of you, just like they did for me. Call 855-554-2020 or visit whitingclinic.com online to schedule your free LASIK consultation. Imagine 2020 or better in 2020. And let 2020 be your best year yet with LASIK at Whiting Clinic. LASIK results may vary. Talk to your Whiting Clinic doctor about your individual outcome potential. Dude, 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 dude. I'm rocking out, man. 
man. What do you think of that? Let me know when you get Jamie on the phone, if you would, please. All right. Anybody hear me? Yes, yeah, we can hear you. We're here. We were just waiting okay, for you to finish said... rocking out. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, I just, I, I just let me let me know when Jamie's on the phone. That'd I'll be good. Call her right Andy now. Andy said, "All right, Edu." Jamie's a guy. I'll call him right now. <laughs> 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 I'll call him right now. Did Tony tell you the uh, thing I text him, Dad? Oh, uh, did. Did Tony tell you what? The thing I texted him. Uh, I don't think so, no. Or did you see it on a talking text? I was driving on 169 North the past three days mm-hmm. now, and on the side of the road there is a dark-colored sex toy. Yeah, not bad. Um, I on the side? The same one? Same Be specific. one. <laughs> so somebody threw it out the window and it's just laying there? It's just laying there. 169 right before you get to 394. Isn't that an old song, Dead Dildo in the Middle of the Road? It's not a dead dildo in the middle of the road. It's not in the middle. It's on, it's on the shoulder. But I just traffic was slow on Monday, and I couldn't. So I was just looking around. I, was like, I always think it's interesting to see stuff like that. It's like, how did that get, get there? Yeah. yeah. Why is what? that there? What's going on? We have Jamie on the phone. Jamie Kaler. How you doing, Jamie? I'm good. How are you today? Marvelous. We can open up by saying I'm a huge fan of Tacoma FD. Love it. Oh, nice. Yeah. The new season starts in March. Yeah, I was really excited to be part of it. To March 26, True TV announced the second season uh, premiere of Tacoma FD. Uh, Tacoma FD. It'll be March 26th, as Jamie just said, 10 p.m. Eastern Time. The half-hour comedy delivered 13 episodes in its sophomore season. It's a very, very good show. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's honestly one of the most fun shows I've ever worked on. Everybody's great. That's nice to hear. You got Dadlands podcast. You got all kinds of stuff to talk about. I'm just, I'm just going to get out of your way, Jamie. I want to hear all about it, man. <laughs> you too. Well, well, I love it. Yeah. Well, I actually, I hosted a show with Dave Schrader. That's how I'm here today. I did Haunted Live for the Travel Channel. It's cool. Little, right. Uh, yeah. 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 So I'm, I'm kind of a jack of all trades, but yeah. I'm a late in life dad. I have two little girls, um, and uh, I'm I'm coming to terms with it at this point. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, Jamie, what does that mean? Coming to terms with it? <laughs> well, I, I, well, I had I had kids at my daughter's fifty years younger than me. Yeah, I'll let mm-hmm. that sink in for a second and let everyone absorb oh, yes. the fact <laughs> that I had a child at fifty years old. Well, I think my uh, longest friend, his dad is. Probably 50 years older than him, right, Gene? Mm. Yeah, I would think so. Yeah, so. Yeah. I always so equated to uh, having kids at my age is kind of like getting a DUI just as you pull into your driveway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's not good. That's not good we're timing like, at all. I made it. I'm home. And you're like, no, Jamie, you're bankrupt and you have children at this point. So that's how that's going to fall apart. No wonder you have so many jobs, Jamie. Uh, it's a good thing. Well, that's what's really funny. Before I had the kids, I was turning down jobs left and right. I was like, I don't need any. I got a bank full of money. I was on a show called My Boys. I had done Will and Grace, Friends, Parenthood, a million credits. I was like happy as a clam. And all of a sudden, now I have two kids. And I'm like, oh, man, I, I got to find another job, dude. So I've got like 15 jobs running these days. I, I'm right there. shoulders. My kids are now 33 and 31, and I still have three jobs. So it's never going to end, Jamie. Well, nowadays, they're probably living with you, aren't they? Are they? Aren't you all in the same home still? <laughs> <laughs> no, we kicked him out a couple of years ago. Yeah, get oh, out a couple did. of years. Oh, no, they'll be back. Trust yeah. me, they'll be back in about six months. <laughs> <laughs> well, I first I'm glad to hear got, Because I was a Navy guy, too. I was a Navy lieutenant. And when I got out of the Navy, I just remember, I'm the youngest of six, and my dad was like, he was like, all right, we'll clean out the back bedroom and have you move home. And I was like, are you insane? I would never ever move back in with my family. <laughs> I was like, I, I'd rather be homeless. I'm not moving back in with you guys. You insane. And nowadays, every kid I talk to is like, oh, no. I go, I go what's your plan? And they're like, ah, oh, just, you know, back bedroom. Still be on my parents' phone plan, and uh, yeah. it should be fine. Yep. Everything yep. should work out fine. 
Oh, man, I was, I was looking at the Dadlands podcast. He's a lot of great guests. I have not seen Joe Coy in a while. How, how's Joe Coy doing? He's a great guy. Oh, I really like God. him a lot. You know, he, so he has two shows next month. He sold out the L.A. Forum. The wow. Forum, where, like, the really? Eagles play. Yeah. Right. Two nights, 26,000 people are going to see Joe Coy. He's, he's doing arenas now around the country. He is, we did the Montreal Comedy Festival together, uh, you know, mm-hmm. many years ago. And he is still the nicest guy on earth, one of the funniest guys, hardest working. You know, he has a son, and he, we talked about it, and he he was on the road like 52 weeks a year for the first six or seven years of his son's life. And that's, it's funny Jeez. because I have kind of stopped doing the road. I used to do road stuff as a comic, but I wanted to be home with the kids. But that was what he did mainly with stand-up. So he, you know, he had to kind of find this balance of being a dad and grinding on the road. And now he's, you know. Now he's leer jetting it around, I think. So it, it, it kind of paid off for him <laughs> in the long run. Um, well, yeah, but he's a great cat he, and ridiculously funny. Yep. I agree. He's a very nice guy, and he's very, very funny. I also see you've had Jeff Lewis on. We just had Jeff Lewis on this show about a month ago. What another great. You only hang out with nice people. I kind of try to. I really try to. I had Lemmy and Heffernan on. I did another podcast before. It's called Father Time through the Earwolf. Uh, podcast system. They they mm-hmm. kind of hired me to do this parenting podcast. But through right. that podcast, I kind of was an interviewer. I was more Charlie Rosing it, and uh, I wanted to be more sure. be more included and be the funny guy as well. So we kind of let the father time go by the wayside, and now we're just doing the dad lands, and it's more of a, a comedic take on stuff. It was funny. I would have I would have guys on Father Time like Dave Keckner from Anchorman or Jimmy Pardo, sure. who's sure. a huge comic, or Joel McHale. All these guys came on, Richard Marks did it, and I would talk to them, but it would kind of be more in-depth about, like, their parenting stuff. And so some of them were like, I remember one guy came on, it it turned into a tear fest. The two of us were like two middle-aged dudes just sobbing about our kids. I was like, my kids, I know I love them so much, I can't stop it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, good. That's a good thing, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I'm I'm a repressed Irish Catholic guy. So I was kind of like that musket mm-hmm. rifle from the 1800s that you see on the Antiques Roadshow, just ramrod sure. it down with powder and emotions. And then these two beautiful <laughs> little red-headed girls lit this spark. And now, boom, I cry at Lowe's commercials. Oh, <laughs> so it should be. That's how well, life that, should you know, be. They do we have that one cry. commercial where the kid builds the shed for his father. He comes home at Christmas and builds the shed. Man, that one's a... That's a heavy tearjerker of a commercial. No. <laughs> I, I certainly understand. Now, now, how old are the girls? Uh, so, Jamie, how old are your girls? My little girls are four and six. Oh, it's a great time, man. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Are they yeah, sassy yet? I 35, it would be a blast. Are they what now? <laughs> are they sassy? They're redheads. You remember the redheaded okay. girl in school? She was the one who set the school on fire? Yeah, I have two of them. Uh, you're talking to a you're naturally talking. born redhead. <laughs> Me too. So here's the deal. We're like we're the ginger breed. We're bringing it. We're bringing the whole uh, ginger thing back because you know we're it's dying out. I'm a redhead. My wife's a redhead, and the two kids are redhead. Oh wow! So oh, there's no very sweet. There's no craziness in our household whatsoever. I mean, every day is another and also battle and no sun tanning. Mm. <laughs> no, and we live Do in Southern California. Tan. I know. I know. It's like. And trying to put sunscreen on them is, you know, I'm I'm holding, yeah, just... I'm like doing a full Nelson on her, trying to hold <laughs> this little child down <laughs> while we're trying to slather sunscreen all over her body and she's fighting um, us to no end. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's rough. <laughs> I look for shade. I remember yeah. those days, yes. So are the girls old yeah, enough you, yet? Win- we need to move to Minnesota, really. We should be up there with you. Sure. Absolutely. Um, yeah. are, the, are the little girls at the, the age yet where uh, you're out in public and you get recognized? Do they, how do they feel about that, or do they not notice it? Uh, they, yeah, they'll see me on TV and just be like, they couldn't care less. They just couldn't care less. <laughs> yeah, actually, my wife doesn't care less. Like, I was on a show for four years on My Boys. I don't know if she ever watched an episode. <laughs> I'm like... Sometimes I go, do you even know what I do for a living? She's like, no, I, sure. I don't. Like, whenever I go out for some job or something, she's like, she never is like, hey, how's the job? What's the character? What's the show you're hosting? 
where's the stand-up show? She's like, how much does that pay? That's really all she asked. <laughs> how much money are you going to make? I like that. That's all she how cares about. Yeah, it's like, well, show me the money. She's Cuba Gooding. I married Cuba Gooding Jr. So that's really who I met. <laughs> That yeah. might not be good news for you if you marry Cuba Gooding Jr. And I like Cuba Gooding Jr., but he's got a few problems right now, unfortunately. Oh, he's a player, apparently, right? He likes. Yeah. I mean, it's great because he always grabs me, my inner thigh as often as humanly possible, which I sure. really enjoy sure. in my I in dudes I hang at bars with. <laughs> You're like, I just find that so. I mean, at a certain age, and and today's world in social media. Do you not have enough logic in your brain to go, you know, I'm in a public place. Maybe I shouldn't just reach across and grab someone's inner thigh. How about, how about that, Cuba? I think it's okay if you're drunk, though, isn't it? <laughs> it's a perfectly good uh, there is some legality. I think yeah. if, you blow, if you blow above a .15, you can do pretty much anything yeah. you want. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, and you can legally you know, just say, look, I was blacked out, man. To me, really, a blackout is nature's way of telling you, dude, you don't even want to know what you did last night. <laughs> True. Yeah. But I mean, you never wake up from a blackout and go, oh man, I wrote a book. I painted the house. <laughs> no. Your underwear no. and your pants are around one ankle because you couldn't get them over your shoe, and you're on the kitchen floor. It's just not a good. <laughs> <laughs> it never, pan... <laughs> it never pans out well. No. That's the other thing. Yeah, Lately, here's I, what uh... the problem is. Actually, it's probably the kids probably saved my life. Because I was a comic and an actor, I was I was single in my forties. I was out every night drinking, and now, I mean, we'll have like one glass of wine with dinner on a night, and I, you know, then my little girl comes in, wakes me up at two in the morning because she's scared because the spiders under her bed or something. Who knows? And my body doesn't metabolize anything. I never get enough sleep, so I'm like, I can't even have like a glass of wine anymore. I'm just banged up the next day. It's a train wreck. Well, yeah. You know, as we get into our 50s, Jamie, we... <laughs> I'm just leaving Well, you know, I'm on I'm the downhill wee. side of the 50s, my friend. I'm moving, I'm moving towards your department. I'm, I'm, I'm on a, I'm on a di- double diamond path to the 60s at this point. Sure. I understand that completely. I yeah, understand well, I completely. How, how did... Okay, so you have a 6-year-old and a 4-year-old. So when, they, when the 6-year-old was born, did you... I guess I'm just doing full reveal here. Um, that I, I kind of went into panic panic mode when our our son was born before our daughter. So our son was born, and then uh, uh, my wife finally told me, you know, you really need to calm down. And I said, what do you mean? She goes, you're just being really overprotective. I said, what are you talking about? Not overprotective. She goes, everyone even looks at our son. You go, you touch our son, I'll kill you. So I guess I did kind of, oh, I overreact. You know, so I got a little nervous. Did you go? Because I was, what was I, 35 when Andy was born? Yeah, yeah I think you were 35. I remember you wanted a SIDS monitor on them. I wanted a SIDS monitor. <laughs> that was like till the they were five. In the 80s. Till they were five. SIDS. Yep. Yeah. Yep. No, I, I wanted bells and wasn't. I think you're the norm. That's more normal than anything. I was the same. I thought, oh, this isn't going to affect me at all. And then, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I remember thinking, like, people would go near my kids. I go, I'm going to punch you in the face. Get away from my. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I was just like that as well. It wasn't until they turned teenagers that I stopped caring. But when they were little, I thought they were, were going to die in the middle of the night. And I couldn't watch any crime dramas that had yep, any I scenes know. that abused young kids. I'd just get boiling oh, yeah. mad and freak out. <laughs> what, what That's is, so funny that you say that. I totally agree with that. I can't. And here's what's weird. Like, Every show on Netflix now starts with the murder of a child. Yeah, that's I'm like, what you want to uh, see when you have a five-year-old, right? Like the edgy new Every thing. show. Yeah. To me now, Jaws is really about the the little boy who got eaten by the shark. That's the right. whole story of Jaws. <laughs> now, if they the only had shows like, where they, like, wiped, out, if they dude, wiped out 10th you graders, you'd stand up and applaud. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the whole story of Jaws should be just be called Mrs. Kittner. It's like the Alex yes. Kittner story to me, where I'm like, man, that little boy didn't have to die if you guys had just posted signs. It's really, a, the tragedy is the Alex Kittner story. <laughs> that might actually not it's be a bad true. idea for a movie. It's like a, a drama about the family of the boy. It's like, it's in the Jaws universe, but you never see the shark. You just see the aftermath of the broken family. 
I'm telling you. She lives on an island. She can't get away from the water. Mrs. Kittner has to, every time she sees the water, mm-hmm. all of a sudden she's like, oh, my boy Alex is gone. There you we know, go. Oh, psychological oh. horror. Oh. We should call Hallmark. We'll call have. the Hallmark Network this afternoon. We'll have a deal by tomorrow. We'll sure get the that Hallmark done. Network would love that. <laughs> no, that would be Lifetime. <laughs> I was yes, life, that would be Lifetime. Lifetime. <laughs> Definitely Lifetime. <laughs> Tiffany Amber season, it writes itself. <laughs> yes, there you go. Uh, I do need to. We only have one minute left, unfortunately, with Jamie. Jamie, you're a great guest. True TV announced the second season of premiere of Tacoma FD, uh, which will be on March 26th at 10 p.m. Eastern Time. Looking forward to 13 more episodes of that. Dadlands is available everywhere you get your podcast, correct? It is true, yeah. And we have a website, thedadlands.io, but the Dadlands is on iTunes, Stitcher, everywhere. And basically, it's just me interviewing. You know, a bunch of comics and great dads who are uh, trying to at least make it a little more fun than it than it feels like it is sometimes. I think it's wonderful. Jamie, thanks so much for your time today, sir. Great talking to you. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Next time I'm up there doing a club, I'm definitely going to come by and see you guys. Love to see you, Jamie. Thanks very much. Have a good day, sir. All right, guys. Take care. We, Have a great day. See you. You too. We'll be right back with the family. What are the things you want to avoid when it comes time to sell your home? Hey, it's Tom with my realtor, Chris Lindahl. If you're like most people, it's things like open houses, staging, decluttering, repairs, maintenance, and all the people coming through your house. Hey, Tom, the Guaranteed Offer Program from Chris Lindahl Real Estate was created for people like you so that you can avoid the things that you don't like doing when it comes time to sell your home. We have been presenting offers for homes in most price ranges. Homeowners are loving our guaranteed offer program, especially how much money they are making on their home sale without the inconveniences. So this program is for all price ranges and conditions, including perfectly maintained homes? Most homes do qualify. To see if your home qualifies, go to chrislindahl.com and click Get Offer right now. Will you be the next homeowner to accept an offer from our guaranteed offer program? Find out now. If you qualify, you will get an offer in 48 hours or less, and the best part is you get to pick a closing date that is convenient for you and close in as little as three weeks. Go to chrislindahl.com right now to see if you qualify or call 763-401-SOLD. That is 763-401-SOLD. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry. This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more, and please tell them that Tom sent you. Saber and Bryant, whatever it takes. Hep Town Girl. I love this song. Living in your uptown world. That would be your four seasons right there, Billy Joel style, right? Mm hmm. I do. I love that song. I always had liked that song. Which is kind of weird because Billy Joel's okay, and I never was a huge fan of the Four Seasons. But for some reason, that song really worked for me. You didn't like the Four Seasons? Glad to hear it. How do you not like the no, Four I, Seasons? I thought they were okay. No. I was not a huge fan. Isn't that like well, right you know the biggest problem? Time it's your wheelhouse. Yeah. yeah. So right in my wheelhouse. You have but to the love problem it. was I could not sing that high. That's why I didn't like them because well, I couldn't oh, get my man. voice high enough to sing I along. I can't. I could never sing baritone, and I still. I still think that he had like some sort of weird disorder that went undiagnosed. (laughs) Anything said about everyone who's small and has a high voice—that's a man. So I mean, he says the same thing about Prince. He totally had a pituitary disorder. I'm telling you. Told you. (laughs) Well, it's a possibility. What other small men can we come up with that Andy will be like? No, uh, that's totally a disorder. Pituitary. It's like if, like you know, Danny DeVito. He's. I was gonna say Danny DeVito, but he he doesn't have a high voice because his pituitary is fine. Yeah, he has his endocrine system was intact. (laughs) Prince, not so much. My gosh. Yeah, probably not. Um, this is kind of a bold thing to do. She, you know Shannon Doherty is right from uh, 90210 and a number of other things. You know Shannon, who that is, don't you? Doherty. Yes. He just said Tiffany Amber Thiessen. 90210 people. Oh, yeah, there you go. Yeah, there you go. 
far as I Shannon know. Doherty's revelation this week that she has stage four breast cancer is mostly drawing messages mm-hmm. of support, except for one notable name. State Farm is suggesting the 90210 actress has an ulterior motive in first sharing that diagnosis in court documents. The 48-year-old is embroiled in a lawsuit with the insurance company over damage she says her home suffered in 2018 California wildfires. And per legal documents filed Wednesday in Los Angeles federal court, State Farm lawyers allege that Doherty's hatched a plan at trial to garner sympathy by her contention that State Farm must rebuild her entire house. So they're saying she's what? claiming to have stage 4 breast cancer as kind of a ploy. Are you kidding me? Well, if her house burned down, right? Yeah. It burned down. Uh, it says here that, uh, yeah. The State Farm house, only yeah. build half your house? I don't know. We work? have State Farm, and I don't know what to tell you. Well, they what rebuild up to the amount that yeah. you're covered for. Yeah. We just learned this. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's right. But, yeah, I mean, you're covered for the amount. Whether or not you have cancer has nothing to do with it. Right. Says here, Doherty, for the insurance company's attorneys, wants State Farm to fork over $2.7 million to completely rebuild her home because she has breast cancer and chronic obstructive pulmonary disease. State Farm, meanwhile, said her residents only suffered smoke damage, not fire or structural damage, and that it's already given her upward of a million dollars for cleaning services, remediation, and rent for a year for temporary digs. That's a bit much, don't you think? Mm. I mean, seriously, you, you're... I don't know. But to uh, that's that'd be a tough one. But to say that she's been fake, uh, she's faking breast cancer is yeah. It's kind of yeah. The pictures of her when she was faking it two years ago looked pretty real. She was super skinny and her hair had fallen out. So I don't think they're saying she's faking it. They're just saying that she's using it to garner sympathy for her two point seven million dollar claim. So I don't know what to tell you. But that's kind of a bold move. I. Over two point seven million. If I were that big a company, I'd just go, yeah, whatever. It's really tough because a, a neighbor of ours had a fire, and the house didn't burn down or anything, but there was a ton of damage. And he said that one of the problems was is that the insurance company, instead of calling it a total loss, they kept on they kept on doing all this stuff where there apparently when you have a house fire, you can have like something smoldering in the wall. Yep. And you don't know about oh, it yeah. for quite some yeah. time. Yeah. And they kept he kept he said they kept chasing that so that every every couple of weeks there'd be another little area that would s- start smoldering and they'd have to tear down another thing of sheetrock. It took them almost 2 years to get back into their house. Well, jeez. Which is crazy. They should be able to tell where those areas are using a thermal camera. So <clears throat> yeah. I, I don't yeah. know, but he said it was just uh, the mm-hmm. insurance company just kept making it go on and on and well, on. Yeah, and that's what they do. That's true. I suppose it's true. I suppose it's absolutely true. We had a we had a I, neighbor yeah. down the street that um, a tree branch, a huge like tree branch, fell on top of their roof in the middle of their roof. And it took about a year for them to finally get a new roof. Oh, jeez. Yeah, yeah. like, they just draw it out as long as they possibly can. It's insane. Well, Well, they don't make money by paying out. Right, exactly. Well, that makes sense when you're in an area that, you know, like a hurricane that wipes out half of a state or something. They're all their roofs, you know. Then it might take some time, but a branch falling in should not take long. No. It should not. No. I don't know what the deal is. Yeah, who does know what the hell? I I don't know what to tell you. The whole world, I think, has lost its mind, and everybody's got a scam going, or, or they're accused of having a scam, and everybody's lying. And everybody, When did it become so popular to lie all the time? Has it always been that way, and I just noticed it? About five seconds after the first human spoke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For real. I think it's probably true. As soon as they learned yeah, how to speak. Right. You know, if you give me that boar carcass, I'll give you three rocks. Oh, just yes. kidding. Now I got the rocks and the carcass. Bye. Exactly. Goodbye. Leave me alone. Get away from me. I don't know. I would like to see the news delivery services and Hollywood and the politicians maybe just calm down. And then, uh, Do you think people would calm down? Or, Catherine, you, you said you've been looking at Twitter lately. Do these people just want to be pissed off constantly? Yes. 
They just want to be a victim, and they want to be mad about the fact that they're a victim. Twitter is a vehicle for political junkies who are malcontents. That's what it really is all about. I can't even... I try to go on Twitter and change I mean everything it's like search I don't want to see anything political I don't want to see any news yeah, I don't want to see and if I scroll through it it's all political all news all the time I'm like no I want how about I want meditation and sunsets and kittens and dogs <laughs> yeah, I might get luck. like an extra one of those on the feed and everything else is political it's unbelievable well you like, can't get away from it go to any tweet any politician has ever made and read the comments and they're all going to be focusing on some negative aspect no one's ever like you know yeah. it could be like world's most inoffensive politician you know says that we need to think more about curing cancer People are going to be in the comments somehow making that, you know, why aren't you thinking about, you know, curing, uh, well, COPD. There you go. Because I have COPD. Why are you curing cancer and not what I have? Adam Schiff's Schiff's, uh, Twitter page is nothing but adulation about how wonderful and he's the savior of the universe. I mean, all comments are positive. Most. They worship him. Most people like that are bought. On on my Facebook, yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> on, on my Facebook page from my friends back in St. Louis, there's probably ten, fifteen of them. They spend their whole time yep. just pointing out negative stuff people have said, mm-hmm. or supposedly have said. And it, my favorite is like when people make this big deal about like this anonymous Twitter account made a tweet that got five likes. And then it goes, like, national on the news. It's like, why do we care what some nobody who has zero power has to say? Why is that a national phenomenon well, all this, of a sudden? This, when Kobe Bryant died that day, this woman was on some news broadcast, and she was talking about mm-hmm. the Lakers and the Knicks. And she slipped up and said, yep. Nakers. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I heard that. And all my, a bunch of my friends were losing their mind. And finally, I, as I was scrolling through, somebody said, no. She was trying to say Knicks and Lakers. At the same time, yeah. At right. the same time. And, and I, then I saw it as a news story, and they said this. So I spent half the day telling, walking people off the ladder. It's like, no, she didn't say a racial term. She was just trying to say Knicks and Lakers, which I have to be very careful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, you say that enough times, you're going to say something else. Yeah. Right. Lickers. I was going to say, what's better, Lakers or Licks? <laughs> you know, I think it's a, I follow Lakers that too, JB, and I, I think like it's it. a... Maybe a sign that we're getting a little less sensitive that she didn't lose her job over that. Right. Two years ago, yeah. oh, she I think she would have walked the plank. Oh, right. Yeah, totally. Yeah, for accidentally saying something. Yeah. And that I don't care who you terrible? are. You can't be a newscaster or a DJ mm-hmm. or a podcaster, anybody that does live stuff without screwing something up at some point. Oh, yeah. I never oh, in my life. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, not me. Except for anything. Alex. <laughs> I have yeah, never, never, always always never misspoke. Well, I mean, but Not that once. that gotcha um, yeah. mentality has worked its way into everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, your jobs. Is. You know, you make a mistake at work, and you have coworkers who walk around with notebooks or yeah. who jump, who are ready to jump and go rat you out. And it's yep. like, yeah. well. What happened to the point that I'm human? And one, yeah. can you let allow me the time to f- maybe fix it first before you right. go run and tell somebody? Well, 30 years ago, though, if a newscaster accidentally said the F word on the on the air, you'd have people saying, my children heard this. you got to get this person fired. You know, doesn't matter if it's yeah. an accident or not. People, there's power in joining a lynch mob, basically. And it's sad, but a lot of people, that's the only power they'll ever have, so that's what they reach It might be the only group of friends they can find is what it most likely is because they're such miserable jerks. And that's what it comes down to. They're Mm -hmm. miserable people who have no... They have no fun in their life. They have no family or nothing that brings them joy, and so they're just going to make other people miserable. Yeah. And they're doing a very good job of it. They sure are. That whole thing is extremely sad as far as I'm concerned. I 
Do they? Do you think they don't know they're ruining some people's lives when they do that stuff? They know, but it makes them them feel powerful, so that's why they do it. You're ruining someone's life. They don't. You don't care about that. No, it's a power trip. They like it. They enjoy it. They like the chemical boost they get for for mm-hmm. somebody running behind them and telling them that they're right or yep. we're going to do something about it or you're fighting evil by right. doing what you're doing yeah mm-hmm. Ooh, you know what i just noticed what what's that remember i told you i told you i got a call from a guy in a publication that said that their the comment section is totally fake mm-hmm. that publication took the story down <laughs> <laughs> whoops <laughs> whoops yeah, it's really honest. That's some honest reporting you got there. Unbelievable. We, uh, ladies and gentlemen, what do we got till two after, Andy? I, uh, I got sure. three minutes. So, yeah. Yeah, so two after. All right, so basically, I guess the world's in pretty good shape. Don't you think? <laughs> Depends all, on who you ask. Yeah. <laughs> Depends on where you, you are. Got, you yeah, got, where in the world? Yeah, I suppose it does. I suppose it does. It depends on where you are and what you're talking about. Probably not Wuhan. No. No, probably Don't not Wuhan. Some guy, Australia's by, by the way. Rough. Yeah. Yeah. Did you see one of the first doctors who reported uh, coronavirus has died at 34? I did see really? that. Yeah, mm-hmm. he contracted it. Yeah, it's oh, terrible. Oh, God. How many people have died of that so like far? Like 600. Yeah. Well, and it's mostly because they're trying to keep it like hush hush. You know, we're, there's no outbreak. Hush, hush. Well, China's having drones. No, they're not. Drones. They're arresting people that aren't wearing yeah, masks. Yeah, China has drones flying around all. telling people to go put a mask on in China that aren't putting masks, like wearing masks in public. Well, in China, but they don't want it. They don't want that spreading outside of wherever it is. There's another person in Wisconsin with it, and there's a person in Minnesota with it that's quarantined. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. Well, and then supposedly there was a cruise ship that everybody had it, but it turned out to not be it. Yeah. Well, the cruise oh, ship it was, right? didn't yeah. make that was sense. food poisoning. <laughs> the cruise ship thing didn't make sense because they sailed over to China, but they never docked. So how could the disease have possibly gotten onto the ship? Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. Some I don't bird. Going, <laughs> yeah, going bird within 2,000 miles of China isn't a disease. It's a. It's not a transmission vector. The coronavirus is outbreak has so. killed nearly 500 people and infected more than yeah. 24,000. Actually, that's old data because it's nearly 600 people now. It says 16 hours ago. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's old data because a bunch oh. more died this morning. 100 so more people it, died in, in the past yeah, well, there are 1.7 billion people well, living there, five, so yes. Well, is 500 it, have died since December, and then 100 died in 16 hours? Hmm. Well, uh, first of all, they say it's tens of thousands of people probably died, but they're just not reporting them. But is this virus like other viruses and flus where it's killing the elderly and the probably. compromised yeah, and all that? that or this is, doctor that died was 34. That's true. He was only 34, yeah. But he might have had an, something else. He might have. He might yeah. have had an autoimmune disease, something like that. Yeah. You never really know. So, yeah. so Dougie. Yes. Who's your guest this week that won't show up on He's time? here. He's in the lobby. <laughs> Scott Lambert, the uh, head of Minnesota Auto Dealers Association. He was one of our first oh. guests a year ago. He's a really great guy. Um, yep. We can talk politics, all sorts of stuff, because he's on uh, the Capitol Hill all the time uh, at uh, the Minnesota legislature. Hmm. All right, we'll take a break and come back with Car Selling Secrets with Doug Sprinthal up next.